You're listening to the In Case You Missed It podcast, a weekly Drake News show hosted and produced by Bryson Ray, Oliver Williams, and Charlie Schwab. In Case You Missed It is brought to you by the Drake Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Today is Monday, January 29th, 2024. I'm joined by Oliver Williams. Hello. And Charlie Schwab. Hey. And you are listening to the first In Case You Missed It podcast of 2024. Let's see what you missed. So as of today, Monday, January 29th, as I said, there's some exciting news in the world of building access and recreation usage on campus. (laughs) And it is called the Drake Mobile ID. As of today, that mobile ID is active and available for all Drake students to use. The ID will give you pretty much all access granted by your physical Drake ID with access to campus buildings, recreation facilities, library checkouts, printing, just about anything that used to require physical Drake ID can now be accessed via your mobile device. The Drake mobile ID is pretty easy to get access to. Direct from Scott Law in an on-campus update, Quote, in order to use the mobile ID, you must have a picture on file with student services. Next, you will download the Transact eAccounts application and add your Drake mobile ID to your Apple or Samsung wallet. Then, simply hold your phone or watch to a card reader to scan your ID. No need to turn your device on or search for your card. End quote. Personally, I find this update to be one of the less sizable of the campus updates that we've talked about recently, uh, but it's still a great one because there seems to be really no negative side to this at all. It simply makes <laughs> getting around ever so slightly easier than before. Um, now most students will no longer need to carry around their physical ID to do simple activities like visiting the Bell Center or using a building after hours. What do you guys think about the new Drake mobile ID? Well, I don't know why you introduced it in the most lame way possible. <laughs> what do you mean? Exciting news in uh, building <laughs> <laughs> structure developments. Well, I'm not sure what other way to spin it. <laughs> Exciting news today in the... Uh... I don't know. Just say, you can put your card on your phone now. <laughs> I suppose. But, that uh, is... I'm really excited for this because... Uh, really excited for it? I'm really... I mean, <laughs> okay. I might be You've got some bad history but, with yeah, I've cards. lost... NID, and I've broken NID. I'm on my third ID currently, and I yeah. leave it in my apartment all the time, and I get locked out of buildings. So this yeah. is great for me. Now we have mobile IDs. What do you think about it, Charlie? Are you going to use this mobile ID Hell tomorrow? Hell no, dude. I, I carry them around my little wallet all the time. Well, yeah, I never I, lose anything. But now you can just hold your phone up. It's so much easier. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not harder. It's a, but I don't know. I don't have Samsung Pay on my phone. Like, I didn't even oh. bother to do that. Mm. So. Well, I will say that, like, I carry my wallet anyways. So it's like, part of me is like, I am I going to, like, go through the trouble of downloading this and uploading it? Because, I mean, like, if I have my wallet in my other pocket, then it's just choosing. Is it that much trouble? I feel like it's harder for me. I don't. Well, like, I, I just mean in the sense that I already have it, so it's like it's just adding, okay, now the other pocket I can also put it out <laughs> open. So it's like the same amount of time to open the door. It's just now I'm adding another pocket. I guess. Because I, I always know. have my wallet. 
So. I, I I don't always carry my wallet. I guess that's the issue. You know, I yeah. just have so much like cash in there that it's hard to keep oh, around. Yeah. Worried about getting just so much cash, so much money, credit cards. For our audio <laughs> listeners, there, um, Oliver is very muggable. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you guys think that you are good flyers in terms of fuck no? In terms of how quick <laughs> you are in security, <laughs> like the unwritten rules oh. of going through security, of getting on the plane, Baggages. getting off the plane, oh. things that. Some people like do that they don't even realize, but it's pissing off everyone else who's in line oh, or yeah. on the plane or whatever. I usually get TSA pre free pass pre check pre check yeah whatever. The fuck. <laughs> um, I don't TSA even, fast pass. Yeah, I don't even know <laughs> how Disney. I get that because I'd never pay extra for anything. Yeah. They just kind of let me yeah. through. Well, yeah, you don't. I don't think you have to pay extra for TSA. Well, there's two ways. One, if you're flying, I think, if you're a minor and you're with someone who has TSA, then you can go with them. Like, my my dad used to have clear, or I think he has clear, and at Minneapolis, that was the, like, third line. Right. Um, which is, yeah. did, like, retinal scan. <laughs> no like, as a minority report. It's crazy. But, yeah. my Well, my, my dad, having flown all his life all the time, kind of raised me, like, very much he was very strict about that it raised early you on. i would hope so well yeah you, you raised me but <laughs> <laughs> well because the first few times i ever was like old enough to understand what the hell was going on while i was flying with him he's very much like all right do this don't do this because you know he doesn't want to be dragged behind by us but like some of the some of the unwritten rules like when you're going through security and you're at the end of the line and don't say bomb you're yeah don't say bomb that's a big one um but when your stuff comes through the machine where they like x-rayed or whatever yeah, like the shoes. um your shoes and your computer your bags whatever one of the unwritten rules that i see most people fumble up is <laughs> not to stand there and put on your shoes yeah, at the, thing, at the carousel it's the most annoying thing huh because I when Crocs. people do, people well people will go there and they'll go up to their like two boxes of things yeah. and they'll stand there and Stand right there while they put on their shoes, put all their stuff back in their bag, reorganize everything, put their stuff in their pockets. Meanwhile, there's a line building up behind them of people waiting for their stuff. And the x-ray machine is now stopped because this person's waiting to put on all their stuff. And basically what you're supposed to do is grab your box. The reason they have all those benches right as you kind of leave that security spot. You know, there's like a bunch of benches. Yeah. Um, the reason they have those is so that you can grab those boxes or grab your stuff, go over to the benches, and then put your stuff on. Put mm-hmm. your shoes on, organize all that, so you can get out of the way um, so that there's a steady flow. But all the time I see people, like, standing there fucking around with their shoes and whatever. And it's a, Like, it happened this past weekend at the airport. It was the most annoying thing. There was this guy in front of me. And I was just wait. I had one more thing to. I had my stuff in my hands. I was ready to go over to the benches, put on my stuff. And there's like one more box that I think had my wallet in it or something. And this guy was just holding up the whole oh, thing, geez. sitting there, so my box wasn't coming through. It was so frustrating. I, I just remembered I had like the worst experience trying to get to Cancun. Yeah. On our flight, like I thought I have everything figured out. I have my, I had like a big carry-on luggage thing that my dad said would be a good size. Like it wasn't too big. It ended yeah. up being too big. So what happens is that they're like yelling over the intercom constantly as everybody's trying to get on this flight. Like, keep your pa- have your passport out to your picture with your ticket next to you. Yep. And I'm like, all right, I'm all set. I got my passport holding it with my ticket. I've got my baggage thing. And then like somehow, I don't know, everything goes wrong all at once where she says my carry-on's too big <laughs> and my phone turned off when it should be showing the flight and ticket <laughs> thing. 
everything like I feel like I black out <laughs> and then I'm on the plate sitting there on my seat and I don't have my wallet. I'm like, where's my wallet? Oh, and my God. brother comes walking in with my wallet saying they handed me your wallet. They charged you. I'm like, did I give them my wallet? I, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I don't know how I lost my wallet because it sounded like she said, like, we're not going to charge you this time, but you need to understand that you can't have a too big of baggage or whatever. It'll mess up the whole thing. And they yeah. take my bag. I guess they take my wallet. I don't know. They yeah. charge me anyway. And somehow they find it, give it to my brother. Mm. It was so weird. Well, and I felt yeah. like, horrible because I, I was like, I was had it planned out. And then yeah. everything went wrong. <laughs> I think usually like if your bag's too big, the, like your carry-on bag, they'll usually check it at the gate for free, which means they like basically check your bag, but then they just take it to the end of the gate, hand it to the guys, and they put it in the bottom of the plane. Right. Yeah, they put um, it in the plane. But I guess they must have charged you for it. Yeah, but it was weird because they said mm. – they weren't going to charge me. Yeah. Usually they don't. I mean, like, I, I've seen people do that, and they'll right. be like, all right, let's check your bag here, because usually there's room. Yeah, but then um, somehow they had my wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. But, <clears throat> yeah, there was another another unwritten rule is, and they bring that up, when you're entering security, always have your – listen, pay attention to what they're asking for, because sometimes they ask for your ID and your boarding pass. Sometimes you just need your ID. But have your phone open to the boarding pass and have your ID out of your wallet, in your pocket, or in your hand, ready to yeah. go. Or so you, you may can... slightly inconvenience the person behind yes. you. <laughs> so you can step up to the line, hand them your thing. I mean, all the pressure just going. makes it take even longer. You lot. know what? The, I'm not so going to follow any of this advice. It's so frustrating. I'm going to put my fucking I, shoes on. If they right care enough, the they'll show. write it down. No, when I go up and like you just see people go up there... I'm gonna like, have my ticket at the bottom of my fucking bag. <laughs> they're just when they open they're it. just completely baffled that the person's asking for their ID. I'm I'm like, oh, oh, my really? Chicken? Yeah. I'm, and then you just see them fumble through their purse and their pocket and grab their I'm ID. I'm gonna take off my whole outfit and put it on right in the middle of the <laughs> fucking line. I don't care. <laughs> oh man, it's so it's so funny. I guess I, it's so funny. Right. Well, you know, not everybody can uh, afford to go out of flights. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> it's not about affording it. So it's this about, is really interesting well, that you like, have like, don't go out of you're like it's, it's so frustrating when I'm caught behind this like working class guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can tell the brokies. You know, <laughs> the rules. No, it's jeez, jeez. Sorry. Uh, well, I haven't gone on vacation in I in several years, like okay. like five plus. Yeah. yeah. So. So, you know, think before you speak. Well, I'm just. Okay. Yeah, I go I on a flight. I just about fly two to go home. <laughs> yeah, fly to go home. I can't drive. And then we I, we go on like they're not trips, but like we go to go do something. <laughs> like I'm sure you guys. Go to do a thing. I'm sure you guys know the un- <laughs> know the unwritten rules of driving to Minnesota on I-35. Yeah. What's the fucking unwritten? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but if there was one, you'd know it. Watch out for like cameras, I guess. Speed <laughs> yeah. cameras. There's your unwritten rule. Yeah. Uh, my dad's thing is um, eight, you're great. Nine, you're mine. So if you're going mm. 78, you're fine. If you're going 79, you will get pulled over. My dad really? says nine, you're fine. Ten, you're dying. Then I don't know. <laughs> no. Ten, you're dying. He doesn't say anything, but he does, he does say nine over is like the cutoff. So. Really? Okay, my dad didn't tell me that. I was going like, I went 78 the whole time. Okay. I went 79 when I was you drive? going past people. I drove the whole entire way. Oh, my God. Oliver. The... For our audio listeners, Oliver has never driven a car in his entire right. life. That so is this is incredible. A lie. <laughs> I learned the hard way that the cutoff is not 22 over. Um, so 
<laughs> keep, that, keep that in the back of your head. I'm not saying this yeah. ever happened, but I learned that on like Memorial Day, you probably shouldn't be speeding 20 over down the highway. You? Yeah. I just wanted to get home. Yeah. <laughs> I was so I tired. Really wanted to. And he and you know what? He let me off with a warning. Wow. My driving, I went. I, I drove pretty well the whole way up until I was like five minutes away from university, and I just like assumed that the uh, GPS was telling me where my apartment was and not like just where the college was and so then i'm looking at the gps and then i almost run a red light and but i made it so the Good whole job. way Good i job. did it Good job. it's incredible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the claps were all over another thing i was gonna say that annoys me was <laughs> i can't stand when people stand up the second the plane what like, do you mean? gets to the gate Oh, God forbid they stretch out Aren't after sitting down. I don't understand it. No, like they... They're stretching. All right, no, hear They're me out. They're stretching. But I don't think they are. I don't think most of them are. I think some of them are, and I get that. <laughs> but some people stand up immediately, grab their bag, like, super fast, and then try to move forward. Like, they're going to get off. They're trying to get off. And then immediately... Everybody else is standing up, so everyone's just standing still. And even Who if they... gives a fuck? That's supposed to get <laughs> even if they, faster. Even if they could get off, the gate... The door to the plane doesn't open for like a minute after they get to the These fucking broke. He's trying, trying to get, get out so as fast as No, possible. it's just frustrating. They're trying to make it easier. It's just frustrating seeing everybody like hustle like they're going to get off really fast. It's, it's like it's like you're going to get off at the same time as me Bro. if you're sitting right next to me. Dude, personally. You're be just as mad as everybody if everybody sat down when the gate was open and then everybody got up and it was a huge commotion. No, I wouldn't mind then. Because no, I don't understand why people stand up like who are like near the back? It's like everybody, all the rows ahead of us <laughs> have to leave first before we can leave. There's no point in grabbing your bag and standing there carrying your bag in your hand. Then we don't have, stand up. You don't have to but do what it. Happens, I, that's what I'm saying. If you don't, I don't stand, stand up, up and get in the aisle, then the people on the other side are going to get in before you, and then you're like waiting to get out because people on the right are walking out and they don't like to do like the scissor movement, you know? Yeah, everybody and the does way, scissors. And the way they with, don't always do the scissors. Well, that's why they get okay. cut off. I think. Okay, this is why. This is why you like you like just sit like you're about to get off if you're in the aisle row. That's what I'm arguing. No, but like yeah, but when it you gets don't to the stand turn, up, you're just gonna have to stand up as soon as the gate opens. Yeah. No, you don't. You like, stand up after everybody else in front of you has gotten off. You don't I got have my to 80, stand you gotta there reach and wait. Up and grab your bag my 89 year old grandmother no? who takes forever to stand up. Right, she's just getting ready so that she can be standing up. Bryce is not complaining about old. <laughs> okay, these are your point is that. Personally, I find it utterly pointless to for when I see. I find it utterly pointless <laughs> that the lower people, class would dare to hustle out of the plane. Oh my god! It's we a, are leaving at the same time. It's, a, it's about the fact. <laughs> Why is the working when class when you're so in row hustled. 33 in the second to last row with me, and I'm sitting next to you, and you hustle up and stand up like you're gonna get off faster than I am? It's like, dude, just sit down. Nobody's getting off for at least five that's minutes. The most, it's Why just the most trivial ple- thing to be mad at. <laughs> Why do it's, these plebeians now understand she, basic s- airports? Why not be mad at, like, murderers? Yeah. Okay, I'm mad at that, too. No, you're not. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I'm not, like, mad about it when people just stand up and stretch or they're just, like, getting up to whatever. It's yeah. it's the thing. The only time it gets me mad is when I see people who are obviously think that they're going to get off right then. <laughs> And they go up, they grab their bag, and they start, like, trying to, like, shuffle forward. And then they get stopped immediately. This is such a weird thing. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, what are you doing, dude? I would Just sit down. <laughs> Just sit down. <laughs> like, you're going to be here for, for another five minutes while all other 30 rows ahead of us get off. There's no point in standing up. 
And then I just, and then it's like. Personally, geez. I like how like um, everybody in an airplane wants to get out as fast as possible. I think it probably accelerates. It's the not process. about wanting to get off. It's about knowing that you're not going to get off no matter what you oh do. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah. That, that's it's just you know a lot of people just fly and all that. Get lower class any, things. Uh, am I right? I just watched uh, Fight Club, and have you guys watched that recently? Yeah. I haven't watched yeah. it ever. Ever? Really? Yeah. What is the name, or uh, Ed Norton, at the beginning, you know, when he goes on the flight? No spoilers. I, no, this is the very beginning. Like, what does he call, like, the passenger? He calls it, like, a bite-sized... I have no idea. Oh, he calls it a travel-sized friend, where it's, like, you just talk to somebody on the flight. You, knew, you know you're never going to see him. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can have, like, a good story. I've, I've done that a couple... you have any good stories about that? Yeah. I... There was one time when I was flying alone, it was at least a year ago... But there was this girl who sat next to me on the plane, and I forget what it was. It was something about, like, the stewardess came over and, like, gave her the wrong thing when she asked for, like, a biscuit, and she gave her, like, pretzels or something. And what then, the fuck? Am I then, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I got a biscuit, and I was like, you know, I, I like pretzels, so we can swap. Because she, she, like, joked to me. She was like, I asked for pretzels. And I was, or no, she was like, I asked for a biscuit. And I was like, all right, well, you can have mine. I have, I can have pretzels. And then that kind of started a conversation. But it wasn't like a fun story. But it, I, I do, I do, I relate to that travel size friend. I don't. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, one more tiny complaint. When people read on night flights, bro, I don't understand it. What the fuck? Is the most frustrating thing. You know what? The- I was about to say that I don't relate to that because I <laughs> always read when I get on the plane. Okay, I, I like people that read during day flights. I get it. But when the cabin is almost pitch black, everyone's trying to sleep, and they turn on their little light above them so that they can read, and they act like it isn't not that a bright, spotlight for the it? surrounding hey, five so, rows. So you know what? Like those, <sighs> those little a... plane travel kits, you yeah. know what they include? They include a neck pillow, and then they include like a um, eye cover. Yeah. Use that. I'm not carrying around a neck pillow for an hour flight. Okay, take the eye cover, though. <laughs> it's not about that. He calls them single-serving friends. Just uh, Oh, I see, I see. Well, yeah. point point is, like, it's 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 the lack of consideration. When, like, because I was on a flight, right, and I'm sitting, like, I'm in this row. Consider that I'm oh, miserable and row... cannot sleep, and, and I'm so sick that I just need to read. The row, ahead, I think this was on the flight to North Carolina, yeah. where I left at, like, 5 a.m., so it was still right. dark. And like, like the guy next to me was trying to sleep. I was like watching a show or something. And in the row ahead of us, the guy turns on his little light so he can read. And it's so like it's it's incredibly bright. Really, it at least lights up the surrounding like two rows in both directions, <laughs> and pretty much makes everyone feel like it's you're in a desert in the middle of summer. Bro. That's how bright it is. Um, Put your practically sunburned from on. the light. And while well, I was watching a show. That's the point. But anyways, okay. You're staring at a bright screen <laughs> and this bright light okay. turns on. And the point you know is, what's wrong with yours? The point is it's no, flashing. Okay, the sorry. The point is, in the off chance that I didn't have an eye covering and I was trying to sleep, like <laughs> the guy next to me, when you turn on a light, I just don't, like, everybody's clearly trying yeah. to sleep. Not everybody has an eye cover. You don't need to read right now. Yeah. It's an hour flight. Yeah. Just don't. If it's an eight-hour flight, Sure. An hour-long flight. You know, like, what are you going to get, a chapter and a half? Turn it off. (laughs) You're fine. How slow do you read? (laughs) It's a chapter and a half. (laughs) I have to reread sentences. My brain. No, I understand. I have dyslexia, so I got to go through it. (laughs) But, yeah, that's my last last complaint. Mm -hmm. 
sorry. Well, I sympathize with none of them. So yeah. I do have one funny flight story. Um, I sat next to. I think this guy was super anxious. It was way back when. I think it was on a flight to like L.A. or something, and it was. I was sitting next to this guy, who was like incredibly sweaty. He was like fit, but he was like incredibly sweaty. Like clearly very anxious about flying. Yeah. Um like he, all of he had a like Trump level spray tan where Holy you could just shit. tell that it was it was like orange. Was he like staining a seat? He might have. I don't know. I didn't check. But had kind of I don't want to be rude, but did have a little BO. Um and then immediately as we reached cruising altitude orders like some drink, like alcoholic <laughs> drink. Yeah. And he has like four of them throughout the flight. So he's like clearly either he, I think he was like deathly afraid of flying and he was oh. just drinking his way through it. But it was bad because he had to use a restroom like four times throughout the flight. So he, this guy who has, you know, spray tan, super sweaty, like every 20 <laughs> minutes has to get up and use the bathroom because he keeps ordering these fucking drinks. And I'm like, dude, just like, you don't have to drink anymore. <laughs> just chill God. out. It's like, it was like a three and a half hour flight. It wasn't even that bad. But yeah, I don't, that was frustrating. It's like, just take a, take a sleeping pill or something. I don't know. But that was his solution. So that that was, I could see myself. That was probably that. the worst person I sat next to. He wasn't, it didn't seem like a bad guy, but it was just, he was clearly all over the place. Right. I've never had like a terrible like flight experience. Like no. usually <clears throat> it's like I put headphones in or mm-hmm. like um, I had an iPod shuffle that I didn't know you could charge when I had it. Yeah. But it lasted forever. Like it, it lasted me my whole 10 day trip to Peru. And I just put that in. They don't make them like they used to. No, they don't. My phone dies every day. Yeah. <laughs> I've never I've never had a bad like like I've had bad turbulence. I don't really care about turbulence though cuz it's like I mean physically it can't crash the plane. It's like What? No plane has ever crashed due to turbulence. Really? Because it feels like a lot, but it's basically the same as hitting a little crack in the road. Like it does nothing to the fact that the car is going straight. It's going forward and a little itty-bitty crack. You can feel it when you drive over it, but it doesn't – not going to do anything. Now if you're driving a moped, it can do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have if you're driving a we, yeah, we had a lot of turbulence. That's why I was so scared because yeah, no, it was, a, it was a raining and storming Christmas morning when mm-hmm. we left on our flight. Bunch of turbulence right away. Yeah. And it's pitch black, you know. I watched a YouTube video sometime where it basically explained how, like, turbulence, that it, it it's nothing. Like, it's it's mm. never caused a plane to crash. It's not going to cause a plane to crash. It's just, wow. it's basically, like, the vibrations that you feel when you're driving a car. Like, those vibrations aren't threatening the car. It's just what you feel. It's, it's like, imagine that the air is right. the road. Because you're not going to get taken out yeah. of the air. Yeah, no. The thing's moving 400 miles an hour through straight through the air That's with wings and it can glide if the engines die um the, the turbulence is just the air moving around the plane because air can be choppy um oh. but the plane will overpower the air so <clears throat> yeah still don't like it yeah no don't like it. it's not fun but it's yeah <laughs> no. the, the only the only bad experience i ever had was our flight got delayed like an hour we had to sit in the plane for like an hour because there was some technical issue. Oh, wow. And that tweaked me out a little bit. I was like, yeah. maybe we should use a different plane. But <laughs> they were like, they're fixing out something with like technical, electrical issue, whatever. Right. It's like, geez. But, you know, ended up fine. It's funny when they just use like, it looks like duct tape on yeah. like the plane wing and you're <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Dude, I was, 
so in Peru, right, it's mountainous. So the mm-hmm. way you get around is by plane. Um, so we had quite a few flights there. Oh, um, wow. But um, I was taking off from, like, Cusco. And, uh, like, when we took off, I was like, is that dog howling? And it wasn't dog howling. It was the fucking, like, rusty-ass plane just, like, squealing. <laughs> and I realized that, like, as we were taking off, like, the most terrifying part of the flight, and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to die. What airline was this? This was some Cusco air. It was, like, <laughs> it was not. Air. It yeah. was, like, this. Escobar air. <laughs> it was, like, a decommissioned, um, like, passenger plane. Like, it was not, like, a. <laughs> Something that flying you on fly the plane from Madagascar too. Uh, <laughs> it's like no windows. Yeah, like it was <laughs> like what the fuck? Flying it. I was like, where Does are all these dogs? Go, like, the whole time. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And like we would like shit, and it would shake, and you'd hear rattling all over the place, and it was like <laughs> the engines hanging on by like a string. Yeah, and they, I look at the <laughs> I look at the wings. Some guy. I look like, at I the wings, right. and like the the panels are like kind of like yeah. flapping, and I'm like, holy, holy <laughs> shit. That's crazy. I looked at my English teacher who was with me because I, w- I didn't go with my parents. Yeah. I went with like a school trip, but they kind of let us do whatever. So I got Jesus. lost on Machu Picchu. It was great. Um, <laughs> but I looked at my English teacher. I'm like, are we going to die? And he's like, oh. <laughs> Jesus, they saved a lot of money. Tickets were like $5. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> 10% chance of death. Yeah, they didn't check our they didn't check our bags at all. Like they just were like, all right, just load in. And like. <laughs> Nobody's going to steal an airplane like that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you for listening to this conversation. To support this podcast, please follow the Drake Broadcasting System on any social media platforms you use.